the most important thing you could share with me today is your perspective. Because the freedom of perspective fuels the logic we use to defend truth. We never stop fighting for freedom and truth, and that is what makes us Americans. Welcome to Critical Thought with Noah Chalaya. Radio 1310 KNOX 107.9 103.3 FM. Good morning. 11.079 above is phone number to be a part of the program. 775-5559. You're on KNOX. Good morning. Good morning, Noah. Hey there. On the Minnesota side, you got to be 21 years old. 21 years old to buy alcohol, to buy uh, cigarettes. But they want us to vote at 16 because the kids are all grown up. You can't have it both ways over here. I just seen in North Dakota now at 19, you can go to your um, casinos over there. They just changed that mm-hmm. starting here. I suppose it's the first of the year. I don't know when it Tri- starts. But. Tribal, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Tribal, yeah. And But we we can go to the casino at 18. We can vote at 18. But we can't buy cigarettes or alcohol because we're not grown up yet. Yeah, I agree. I it, it, it's logically inconsistent to tell an 18-year-old young man that he should go over to Iraq and strap up and 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 sit behind, you know, you know, a Browning M1 or something like that, and 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 take on the responsibility of taking somebody else's life, and then come back and tell that same eighteen-year-old, oh, by the way, you can't stop in and have a beer. You can't rent a you can't rent a, a rental car, and you can't check into a hotel room. Like all but of the, also, that doesn't make any sense. But but at, at eighteen, you can you can. Uh, um you can volunteer to the army. You don't get drafted. So I will say that's one thing better than it was back in in my day, back in the '60s, '70s. Sure. And actually, I didn't even get to sign up for the draft because uh, Jane Fonda and them people back then they took it away for a few years. I'm sorry that so you... I'm not ready to go and fight, but I, I'll fight if I have to. I appreciate that, sir. I appreciate the call. Thank you. Yeah, you bet. 775-5559, the number to join us. You can call or text that same number. Email us live at KNOXradio.com. The Supreme Court is hearing a case today of a Christian graphic artist who objects to designing wedding websites for gay couples, a dispute that's the latest clash of religion and gay rights at the land's highest court. The designer and her supporters say that ruling against her would force artists, from painters, photographers, writers, and musicians, to do work that is against their faith. Her opponent, meanwhile, says a win, a range of businesses will be able to discriminate, refusing to serve black customers, Jewish or Muslim people, interracial or interfaith couples or immigrants, among others. So our question to you at 775-5559, should businesses be required to serve everyone or is there room for a personal belief exemption? There is a difference between walking into a business and saying, Hey, look at that. You have, you know, I'm going to say it's a, uh, you know, it's a cake shop or it's it's a a wedding shop. And you you walk in there and say, oh, look at that. That's really interesting. You have that really nice, you know, uh, uh, photograph frame for sale. I want to buy it. How much is it? $19, sir. Okay, $19. I have $19. Here's $19. I would like to buy that photo frame. Um, 
what is your sexual orientation? Well, I'm gay. Okay, you can't buy that photo frame. Why not? Because you're gay and I don't want to sell you a photo frame. That's one situation. That is discrimination. It's wrong. It's bad. And oh, by the way, it's bad for business. So if you operate your business that way, you probably should reconsider your business tactics. It is something entirely different to walk into a place and say, I notice that you have a lot of picture frames for sale in this store, but you're missing a picture frame of two dudes together on the picture frame. Yeah, uh, yeah I, I, I am. I am. Um, you know, I have a, a walk with Jesus, and so I care very passionately and deeply about my religious beliefs, and uh, God says that that's a sin, and so I don't engage in anything of the sort. So I don't make picture frames that, that have, as you put it, two dudes on them, uh, marriages between a, a man and a woman, and so all of my picture frames have, have a man and a woman. Perhaps you could check out one of the other shops that cater in making photo frames of two dudes. Well, that's discrimination. I want a picture frame of two dudes. Sorry, sir. I don't have any picture frames of two dudes. What I have is picture frames of a man and a woman, the biblical definition of marriage. Yeah, but I don't, I don't want to get married to a woman. I want to get married to another dude. So it's your responsibility to go find me a picture frame or make me one that has two dudes on it. I'm not going to do that. I, uh, I don't put my hand to work that is sinful. And so if you'd like, I'd be happy to sell you any of the picture frames in here. But if not, you'll have to go elsewhere. That is not discrimination. Okay, that is putting your foot down in the sand and saying, I'm drawing a line and I'm standing on this side of the line and you don't get to come into my shop and tell me how to run my business. There is a difference between saying I won't serve you because of what you believe and saying you're asking me to use my talent in a way I don't want to use my talent. That is slavery. Did you catch what I did there? To go into some, to, to, to walk up to somebody and say, even though you don't want to do this, even though you don't want to engage in making this product for money, I want to, with the force of government, force you to make this product for, for money. To do that is slavery, to force somebody else's hand to do something they don't want to do. 775-5559, you're on KNOX. Good morning. Good morning, Noah. My view of government is that it's to protect your natural rights and your constitutional rights, and you don't have a natural right or a constitutional right to compel a business, in this case, uh, as you mentioned, the, the store that has the uh, frames. Mm-hmm. You don't have a nat- natural or constitutional right to compel that business owner to provide you something that he doesn't want to provide you, right. especially, especially in the example that you cited. Government should, you know, Side, side, uh, uh, in favor of the the um, the uh, plaintiff, I guess. No, not the plaintiff. The uh, the defendant in this case, mm-hmm. and say, you know, go away, go away, plaintiff. You don't have any right to force them to do that. Right, right. We uh, in, it. it's involuntary servitude. I don't wish to serve you. I don't want to do that thing. You're asking for a product or a service that I don't do. So. You, I'm not saying you can't have that service. I'm not saying it should be illegal to have that service or product. I'm just telling you I don't engage in that. It's not what my business does. You want to go find another business that does that thing, that's fine. You want to buy one of the products or services that I do, that's fine. You just can't tell me I have to provide this product or service because you want it. And every time these come up, Noah, these cases, it's interesting because, you know, not that I'm interested in fighting old fights necessarily all the time, although sometimes they're worthy of fighting, but... You know, going back to the 1964 and 65 Civil Rights Act, mm-hmm. people 
people are still talking about whether Barry Goldwater was a racist or not because he opposed some elements of some of those. But people that knew him said, no, no, it was a political dispute. Namely, he didn't want the federal government to be able to put its hand down into your business and force you to do this very thing that we're talking about this morning. Exactly. And, you know, Rand, Rand Paul and Ron Paul, you know, more more recently have similar views on these things. And and, um, and so it's, a, it's an important topic that you're talking about. I, I appreciate the call, sir. 775-5559. You're on K- KNOX. Good morning. I would... Uh... I would uh, state this. What if that business was funded by economic development money? What position would they be in? Well, so you could put disclaimers on who can get economic developer money, right? So you could say, as a condition of taking this money, you agree to, and then X, Y, and Z. Right. Right. Don't we walk a, don't we walk a razor's edge here, though, that, you know, we're, we're, we're getting awful close to discrimination against, you know, all different kinds of minorities, all different kinds of populations. So, so I'm going to say something, and, it, and it's not meant to. It's not meant to, to 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 be confrontational. But what if I told you I don't think that being discriminate is always a bad thing? And before before that that comes off a little bit harsher than I intended to. If I go out into the forest and I'm going on a backpack adventure, I'm going to be incredibly discriminant of what things I put into my mouth. And if I'm there with a guide or somebody that knows better, they might say, those are the berries you would eat. These are the ones you want to stay away from. They'll give you this kind of rash or that, and this is not nutritious to taste bad. That will straight up kill you. I'm going to be incredibly discriminant as I walk around. So to some degree, discrimination, because it has such a long track history of being used to hurt people, I think we pair that as as a one-to-one with with a pejorative, and I don't necessarily think it has to be. Sometimes discrimination is an okay thing. But when you put yourself in the public arena like that and offer services to the public, you still think that's uh, not dangerous? I mean, I, I don't know. It's yeah. a tough conversation, but I, I think it's a very dangerous situation. Therefore, then don't you know? Then don't put yourself out in the public marketplace. Well, that's a fair thought. Uh, you know, is there a difference between like a publicly funded entity, like you know, a, a public school or, or a public entity, and a private business that you know is open to the public? Like you can walk in there, but nobody is compelling you to, and they don't. They're not funded by any sort of public funds. Would you draw a distinction there? You know, it's a very good. It, it it gives me food for thought. Also, you know, it just reverts back to your last hour's uh, topic on schools. I, I would argue that the biggest part of using public money to fund private schools is the is the business of religion. Okay. You know, Terry talked about this, uh, uh, indoctrination. People that you know are against Christianity would argue the same. That oh, that, sure. That, that that's that's holistically, by definition, indoctrination. With public money, I see what you're saying there. If so, if you're against, so what you're saying, it would be logically inconsistent to say I'm against indoctrination at the public school level. Let me take the money out of the public school so I can go to this this school, which the primary purpose of the school even existing is to promote a particular worldview for the masses. Yeah, that that makes sense. Yeah, I I can see that. Yeah, I appreciate the. I, I don't. Yeah, I don't have a stake in this completely. I, I'm on the fence on this, actually, but it's a, it's a tough conversation. When you when you put yourself into the public arena, like like these people are doing, mm-hmm. and you openly discriminate against a certain population, they're they're gonna <laughs> they're gonna be challenged. 
Yep. No, you're absolutely right. And that's the challenge that we're seeing right now. Go to the Supreme Court. I thank you for the call. 775-5559. You're on KNOX. Good morning. Can you hear me on KNOX? I can. Okay. I'm on speaker. I'm running equipment. But, uh, um, okay. So let's take this to the logical step instead of making it about gays and lesbians and stuff. I go into an auto parts store. I want a 15 million candle power uh, fog lamp for my truck. They don't have it. Mm-hmm. Well, get it. You're discriminating against me. Well, exactly. I mean, you could apply that. You take that logic. You could apply. Imagine if I walked into McDonald's. My dad is a vegan, right? Imagine if he walked into McDonald's and said, yeah, I want a vegan burger and, and a vegan, uh, you know, French fry. I want everything to be made with uh, whole food, plants-based. Uh, get back there in the kitchen and make it for me. And they went, yeah, that that's not how it works. Like, we have a menu. You can order off the menu. But while well, I identify as a, as, a, as a whole food, plants-based, vegan-eating doctor, and that's what I want. That's not a. I mean, how is McDonald's? How could they possibly accommodate that business model? Because they're liberals, they're uh, touchy feeling, they are gay rights, lesbian rights, all kind of rights, except uh, business owner and human rights. Yeah. No, I I appreciate the call. You're absolutely right. It isn't a. It isn't. It isn't even a logical premise to start from the idea that that any business could accommodate all of the various different kinds of beliefs and situations out there. Of course, businesses are going to have to choose to serve a select portion of the population. In fact, that's part of what makes capitalism great, is that there, there's whatever the thing that you're not being served by one business, there's a guy right down the street that's willing to do that. We'll continue the conversation next. This is Critical Thought on KNOX. Radio 1310 KNOX 107.9, 103.3 FM, 1125 and 7 above. Phone number 775-5559 if you'd like to be a part of the program. We're talking about the Supreme Court evaluating businesses and a specifically a Christian graphic artist who objects to designing websites for gay couples. It's a dispute that is a latest clash with religion and gay rights in the land of the highest court. And so the Supreme Court is hearing arguments about this right now. Our question to you at 775-5559, should businesses be required to serve everyone or should there be a personal belief exemption? Now, a text messenger sums this up really well. My favorite calls or my favorite text messages are the people that disagree because they give us all a different perspective and something to consider. And we either have to debunk the the other side or we have to accept we're wrong because there's only two types of people that don't change their mind the dead and the stupid and i'm neither of those two things so text messenger says this i agree with you noah but how long will it be before i want a picture with two black people sorry sir i don't i believe black people are inferior so i i can't do that now of course this this text messenger admits that they're playing devil's advocate but the point is valid if you're going to say businesses are allowed to conduct business or not engage in business as they feel they're morally or ethically allowed to do, where do you draw that line and how do you prevent it from sliding back into the 1950s or 1960s where you walk into a restaurant and they say, yeah, sorry, bub, we don't serve black people here. 
that is problematic, right? I would tell you the legal line should be, is it a service you provide to other people? That is to say, when you walk in and say, I want a picture of, of two black people. I'm sorry, sir. I think black people are inferior. I, I don't serve two black. You have a picture right there of 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 of, of two, 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 two black people right there. I just took the picture. Or two white people. All I'm asking you to do is take the exact same picture of, of me and this guy. That's a, that, to me, that's a different situation than compelling somebody to put their hand to craft. So let's just say, let's take that argument to the extreme. And I like it because I think it really perfectly underscores the other side of this, right? Let's take that argument to the extreme. How long do you think we'd make it in America if there was a photography place that said, yeah, I just, you know what, I don't work with black people. So I, I work with white people. I work with, uh, you know, Asian people. I, I, I work with Hispanic people, just not black people. So sorry, that's, that's my line. How long do you think that business owner would A, stay in business before he or she was just ridiculedly shut down um, because of their stance on their racist stance? That's question one. Question two, how long do you think it would be before a bunch of black Americans would come up and say, hey, I'm a photographer and I obviously have nothing against taking pictures of two, you know, two black people. So I'm, I'll show up and take pictures. I don't think you're going to wind up with a situation in where somebody or any particular group of people aren't going to get services. Right. But this goes to just if you again, if you take it to its extreme. So take a tattoo place, for example. Can you compel a tattoo place? You say, hey, I want this tattoo of this particular. I want a swastika. Well, I'm sorry, sir. I think that's racist. I don't really buy into swastika. I'm not going to put my hand to art to get it. No, I want it. I, you're going to do it or I'll discriminate and I'll sue you. I'll, okay. All right, sir. Fine. Lay down. I'll give you a swastika. What kind of quality do you think you're going to get from that tattoo artist? Do you think you're going to get the tattoo that you wanted? And oh, by the way, if you're a gay wedding, if you're a gay couple, and I, you know, I can't relate because I'm not gay, but if you're a gay couple, and you walk into a business and you say, I want you to take my wedding photos. And the, the photographer or the website designer or whatever it is says, yeah, you know, I, just, I have this thing about working, putting my hand to art uh, for homosexuality. I, I actually think that's wrong. Is that who you want to give your money to? That's who you want to support? All the photographers or web, web design companies in the world. And the one that you want to give your money to is the person who has a philosophical dif- difference and a fundamental belief difference in the way that you want to live your life. Why would you want to support that per- person or place? 775-5559, you're on KNOX. Good morning. I know. Um, you know, the thing is, I agree with you. If, if, if you want to kill your business, turn it away. But there's it, when, when I was growing up, there were a lot of businesses that said, had signs up that says, I, ref- I, I reserve the right to refuse service to anyone I choose. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, and if, I mean, if you choose to put up a sign like that, I mean, that's, that's fine. Says it all. But you're going to, you're, you're killing your business and eventually it's going to get around and you may as well just close your doors right then. Absolutely. Because there's, what you're saying so, is it's, it's not an effective business strategy. No, it's not. But, you know, if that, I mean, if, if your beliefs are such that you cannot bring yourself to take that picture or make that tattoo or whatever, you know what? That's on you. you I mean, you, you've, got, you've got to be able to live with yourself and look at your uh, wife and kids and, and, or whatever and say, you know what? 
we're starving this week, honey, because <laughs> I got no work. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, no, you, you hit the nail on the head there, my friend. Uh, you're, you're 100% right. The idea that you would turn away money or continue to turn away money, and that wouldn't eventually turn the situation around in and of itself is 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 a bit silly right i mean we do all sorts of things for money certainly there is another there's another artist another photographer another something that will take that business and the first one they'll go out of business or they're starved to death this is critical thought doug barrett of the kano x newsroom next Radio 1310 KNOX 107.9, 103.3 FM. Welcome in. It is 1139, 8 above, 775-5559, the number to join us. You're on KNOX. Good morning. Hey, Noah. How are you? I'm doing great. Great. Jay Money here reporting live from the campus of the University of North Dakota. All right. What do we got going Um, on at UND? Well, uh, last week you were talking about the kilobots in San Francisco. Yeah. Well, I've I've ran into uh, a couple of much friendlier uh, robots here. They are not <laughs> armed with any weapons, as, as far as I can tell. Um, so yeah, I've uh, I've I've come across uh, three of those uh, those little kiwi bots. Uh, strolling around here on campus, you know okay. what I'm talking about. I know exactly what you're talking. About. So, so, so there's no guns and there's no, you know, grenades or explosives to make contact. Have you run into any pizza? Um, I have not run into any pizza yet. Uh, I plan to pick up some uh, some Chinese food for myself over at the Memorial Union here in a minute. But uh, yeah, I just they, I just, I, I just, just cracking up. They are they are adorable little robots. Um, <laughs> I. I moved out of the way of one of them, and it gave me heart eyes. Uh, I, I'm pretty sure because I got I got out of its way, and it was it was very pleased uh, so, that it can continue on its journey. So I got some nice heart eyes from so the Kiwi Bot robot. You're telling me uh, that the the robots have a have a warm and, and inclusive, welcoming environment as they're as they're getting accustomed to their life on campus. Yes, exactly, and Great. they seem to be functioning quite well. I Good. haven't seen any of them dart, dart into traffic. <laughs> One of them was stopped at, at a crosswalk waiting for the cars to go by, and after uh, it was clear, it, it proceeded across the street. So uh, that's, uh, I just wanted to give that update to everybody. Uh, they seem to be functioning well, and uh, they seem to be happy little robots. Okay, so I, I have two, two follow-up questions. So the first is, you have hands-on hands with this thing. You've, you've seen it in person. What are your thoughts of this robot's ability to handle North Dakota winters and snow? Well, uh, so far I've only seen them roll, ac- roll across uh, very well-cleaned uh, sidewalks. Uh, so... I haven't seen them uh, have to tackle any snow drifts or anything today. Okay. Uh, I'm not sure if the, how well they'll perform. Uh, I'm not sure those tires are quite big enough for, uh, for like a blizzard situation, for example. Uh, but uh, on the clean sidewalks, they're doing quite well. Very good. Very cool. And can you actually order food from them yet, or they're still just kind of testing them? I don't believe so. I think it was. I think uh, what I read was maybe February, but don't don't take my word for that. Um, but I, I think it's something January or February. I think they're going to be fully operational. I love it. Hey, thanks for the call, man. That that was cool. 
Yeah, have a great day, brother. Thanks. 775-5559, the number to join us. You can call or text that same number. Email us live at KNOXradio.com. So we're talking about the Supreme Court, and they're looking into a Colorado artist who says it's against their belief to do homosexual artist renditions, make websites and graphic design for homosexual couples. Our question to you at 775-5559, do you think businesses should be required to serve everyone or is there room for a personal belief exception? Now, a text message has this to say at 775-5559, I hope none of your listeners are advocating for a country in which the government can control how we do business and who we can do business with. That would be a bad place to live. To a certain degree, we already live in a country in where the government tells us who we can do business with and how we have to conduct business. That's part of that's part of living in a country with a with a government. Right. And that starts right at the state level. The first year I started my I.T. company, I paid the state of North Dakota hundreds of dollars to tell them that I didn't make any dollars. And I (laughs) I remember asking my 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 tax person, I said, how do where do I the. I've not made any money. How am I supposed to pay to tell the state that I haven't made any money? And, well, you could loan yourself money from, okay, all right, got it. So I'll take my own money and lend it to the business so that I can afford to pay the fee to the state to tell them that I didn't make any money. I mean, we already have that. We've had that for a long time. What we're talking about is where the boundaries of that end. Um, You agree to certain terms in order to have a business. I think it gets real dicey. When you start digging in and telling people you have to do this work, it's one thing to say you have to serve everybody. If they come in and ask you for a service that you have, you have to provide that to them. Again, something entirely different to say that you want them to provide a service that you don't provide. 775-5559, you're on KNOX. Good morning. So should the black caterer have to cater a KKK picnic? or, or how about this? The black, the, the the black tattoo artist should they be responsible for uh, giving swastika, law, you know, uh, uh, what do you call it, symbols to a a bunch of white nationalists that that walk into their business? Are you going to tell that person that he has to he has to participate? And maybe some of the you know conversation on the side is is very derogatory in nature. That guy has to serve. A group of people that would like him dead. Is that what we're saying? Like that line is such a slippery slope. The Jewish baker must bake mm. an Adolf Hitler birthday cake. Exactly. I, I go on. And here, here's where we should be discussing. My opinion, once again, the you leftists will not be happy. I think all civil rights legislation should be repealed. And let's just see what happens. All civil because rights legislation? All. Let's see what happens. You know what? When we, the purpose of that was at at some point people were not being treated to the point, whether it be a house or food. Let's see what happened. Because you can, if you repeal it, you can pass it again, right? Let's just go away from all this stuff because a lot of what that civil rights stuff is, you know, there's still states. That their that their elections are somewhat under the control of the federal government. There are police departments under the deal. I go on and on. Let's just end all all that, and let's see what happens. Because I, you know what? You, do you know why the left is opposed to that? What happens if we don't need it anymore? How are they going to get a career out of doing what they're doing now? 
there's a lot of civil rights stuff I think we would be better off without. Affirmative action being probably top of the list, right? At the same time, I think there's absolutely room in government for the government to defend the rights of all people, even minorities. And so that's where I think some of that can be kind of helpful, right? We should have legislation that says black people can vote, women can vote, minorities can vote. Like I'm not talking about voting debate. I'm talking about all this stuff, uh, interfering with business, etc. Let's just repeal it and see what happens. You've you've talked about what you think would happen. Yeah. The, the back. Let's just because you know what they're afraid of. If it got repealed, and then the problem went away, and we didn't need laws, what does that say? Well, it says that we've evolved as a society, right? Because before the laws were in place, you had cafes where if a black person walked in, they they weren't allowed to sit down and order food next to. A white person, right? So we we had a problem. We could debate the merits and demerits of the way that we solved the problem. And I'm certainly open to the idea that we wouldn't encounter that problem today because society has changed. But I think at the time that some of that stuff was enacted, they were trying to solve a problem. Again, albeit with varying degrees of success or the right approach. Well, but, but the issue is, it's 60 years later. Yeah, culture has uh, changed. Are, are we, it goes back, for example, the Great Society. Mm-hmm. LBJ, the, for poverty, the war on poverty. How are we doing? The point being, yeah, yeah. L- repeal it. Let's see what happens. If you, In general, are we better off with less laws or more laws? Less laws, 100% of the time. 100%, yeah, no, 100% of the time. I, I agree with you there. In fact, oftentimes, putting the laws on the books only seeks to complicate the matters, and oftentimes you wind up hurting the very people you set out to protect in the first place. 775-5559, you're on KNOX. Good morning. Thank you again, Noah. I just want, uh, just FYI, in a note of history, the very notion of vouchers, do you know the history behind it? I don't. Okay, I, I encourage you to look it up. Okay. It started... It started in the face of Brown versus the Board of Education so that white students could continue to set up schools that segregated. I see. So they wanted to take public money and go towards segregated. That's interesting. I didn't know that. And I I would hope that as a society and as a country that we move towards, you know, this non-discrimination. You know, it's it's never served anything other than harm. Throughout the throughout the na- throughout the nation, and to suggest that you know the free market should determine whether something's discriminatory or not, and let it let it weed itself out, I think is a bad idea. Sometimes you need the heavy hand of government. Uh, I, I guess we can agree to disagree there. I think in general, when you apply the heavy hand of government, that hammer tends to be beneficial and celebrated when when you're the one swinging it. I think as soon as somebody else takes a hold of the hammer, now all of a sudden it becomes problematic. So I I don't know if we agree there, but I definitely, like I told the last caller, I think that some of the things that predicated a lot of those laws that came up were problems at the time. And I I don't think we can just gloss over that. 775-5559, you're on KNOX. Good morning. Well, I've been born an all-American boy and grew up on eating all kinds of foods. Uh, Actually grew up eating a lot of pork. But now I go to the Muslim or the Jewish or an Adventist that they don't believe in eating pork. Mm-hmm. But I want pork chops for dinner in a restaurant. And they said, oh, we don't serve pork. Well, 
Can I go it, through and get some money? Abs- that, but that's the point, right? It, so now they're discriminating against you. You want that business to do a thing. They can't say, if we say no to people who make a decision based off of gay rights, you can't then turn around and say, well, this that group of people can't say something based on dietary rights. So again, very, very slippery slope. They're in the Supreme Court today, so we'll find out what the ultimate uh, result of this case is. I strongly suspect they're going to come out in favor of uh, you know the website designer, but time will tell. We'll take the last break here. We'll wrap it up in the next segment. Hand it off to Brian Michaels. This is Critical Thought on KNOX. Radio 1310 KNOX 107.9 103.3FM. Welcome back. 11.55, 8 above. In the studio with me, the one, the only, Mr. Mark Ewens. That's Mr. Weather to you. Mr. Weather. I can do that. Hey, Mr. Weather, where's my high for today? It's it occurred at midnight last night. So when you are snoozing okay. comfortably in your bed, the temperature hit. It's just sliding down. So if you haven't noticed, I have a radio crutch. I I I, I read the time temp call, yeah. and then I go to the high, and then yeah. what I'm left with, Mark, is this really awkward situation where I'm like on our way to a high of just say 20. falling temperatures. Falling temperatures. Oh, I can do that. Don't even say high. Just okay. say today falling temperatures. Every time I'm around you, I learn something new. Well, <laughs> that's kind of scary. <laughs> What do we got coming up in the Mark Ewan show? Hey, you, you're naming your show, I heard. Well, no, it's, that's right. If you are critical thought, uh-huh. I'm fuzzy logic. I love it. Yeah. I so love it. Mark Ewan's in fuzzy logic. What's coming up on hours. fuzzy logic today? Well, I, I mean, I carry on the conversation you've had. It was actually I, Jay Money's point because I wondered how those little robots were going to work yeah. there on campus. Yeah. I, I just heard about them and I actually know some people that work in food services and they were curious too okay. as to how well it was going to work. So if you've anybody else has had experience with those little robots, I'd be curious to hear about that. But uh, let's talk about the new MAGA, Microsoft, Apple, Google, and Amazon. <laughs> I mean, they, you know, it, I'll tell you what, uh, it, it make America gasp again. I mean, it's just like, okay, now that obviously, now that the dump has been made uh-huh. on Twitter, and it's interesting how there's a section of the media that's kind of just totally ignored it or poo-pooed mm-hmm. it, you know, and okay, and maybe it is a big nothing burger. I mean, mm-hmm. maybe at the end of the day, it really is nothing, but do we really want to have our government that deeply involved right. in in manipulating private companies? I mean, on yeah. the one side of the coin, you heard, well, no, we can't touch them. They're a private company. Well, uh-huh. that's what they were doing. They were manipulating them that way. So I, we can talk about that. Uh, reports out of Russia that the new prison that Ms. Greiner is serving in, apparently it's a bad place. <laughs> I don't think we needed a news report to tell us. I mean, I I have sympathy for the for the young lady. I mean, it's like she's in a horrible position, but you you don't go overseas with drugs knowing what you know about Europe. Europe has had a really strict policy on drugs for a very, very long time. Anybody my age probably remembers the Midnight Express, the movie about the young man American who was captured in Istanbul, I think, Mm -hmm. for Mm -hmm. uh, selling uh, cocaine or something. And he was in prison for life until he escaped. And I mean, the movie was brutal and ostensibly pretty accurate. So we've known for 40, 50, 60 years longer that, you know, that going to Europe, uh, certain parts of Europe, especially in the Middle East and Russia, 
Come on, that when, was that was my thought. I, like, I, I I feel bad for the young lady, but it's like, and what's interesting though is the the way the media framed it is they framed it that she will be facing all kinds of problems, including racism and homophobia. I, I suspect that's, that's probably the least of her problems right now. <laughs> yes, she may not. I mean, that's horrible. Like I'm, I'm not toilets, making exactly. Uh, yeah, I mean, heat. being beaten, becoming somebody's. Yeah. <laughs> I'll leave it at that. So, I mean, it's, yeah, it, I mean, that that's a horrible thing. But it's like, what do we expect? Are we that naive in this country? Really, though, Mark, I mean, you're, you, sh- this is not, she didn't, it's not like she just hopped on a plane. and I mean, she was traveling with a professional basketball. Right. You know, they Representing have, the U.S. Yes. And they, and, you know, I talked to Brandon about this. I was having a, just a side conversation with him, but he was saying they have like, briefings and stuff of like here's what you want to do here's the things you definitely don't want to do on that list by the way is mm-hmm. don't bring drugs into russia they're not they don't particularly appreciate it so right. she knew that right. going in right and then had a oversight i'm using my air finger quotes there yeah, exactly uh it's crom crompus knocked today that's the day where the crompus the mythical beast that is half demon half ghost comes out and uh steals little children it's a german thing okay but uh, today is that so we can talk about superstitions or things like that we're in the holiday season tomorrow then yeah. is saint nicholas day where you know then it's the antithesis to crompus knocked okay so there is that and a coyote dragging a two-year-old out of her her dad had just taken a two-year-old daughter out of the car seat set it down and a coyote attacked the girl and tried to drag her off. And this was in Woodland Hills, California, suburb of Los Angeles. So, uh, you know, we can talk about scary stuff like that. But anyway, yeah, so Fuzzy Logic with Mark Ewens coming up on The Brian Michael Show. I love it. That's next, News Radio 1310 KNOX. Thanks for listening to Critical Thought. Download the show notes at criticalthought.show. The content from this episode was taken from the live radio show, which airs every weekday from 9 a.m. to noon on News Talk 1310 KNOX. Streamed online at knoxradio.com.